Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Get on, Pep! The Super Delicious Serial presents The Adventures of Superman! Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice who is today en route to Professor Twiddle's house in response to Jimmy Olsen's urgent message. We'll learn what he discovers there in a moment. But right now, let's join our good friend, Dan McCullough. You know, uh, along about this time of year, we all uh, get kind of impatient for spring when the good old sun shines better and more often. But here's a way you can have sunny cheerfulness at breakfast any day in the year. Just eat lots of Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir. Pep has a sunny, golden, toasted flavor and crisp freshness that makes mighty good eating. But that's not the only way Pep ties in with good golden sunshine. No, sir. There's sunshine vitamin D, too, that helps build strong bones and teeth. Your daily minimum need in every serving of Kellogg's Pep. And don't forget the prize in every package of this sunny breakfast cereal. Comic buttons. Real, true-to-life pictures of your favorite comic strip characters done up on gleaming, bright-colored buttons that you're mighty proud to wear pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. It's a load of fun to collect these pep comic buttons and swap duplicates with your pals. So hop to a gang, get busy, and collect all 18 buttons in the series. They're so easy to get, too. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. All you do is to make sure that your family eats lots of Kellogg's Pep. Because there's an exciting prize for you in every package of P-E-P Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. When Professor Twiddle's fantastic radar rocket in which Jimmy Olsen and Popo, the little rhymester, were taking a trip to the moon, suddenly stopped high above the earth and hung like a great silver cigar in the endless heavens, the situation looked serious. In desperation, when he learned there was only enough oxygen in the rocket to last 24 hours, Jimmy released a pair of pigeons the professor had brought along, hoping they would reach the earth with messages addressed to Clark Kent and Inspector Henderson. And by some miracle, they did. Kent, as Superman, decided to investigate the address Jimmy had given, 607 Winthrop Street, where, meanwhile, on the third floor of Professor Twiddle's house, a tall, red-haired man wearing glasses attached to a black silk ribbon is carefully folding a number of sheets of paper covered with strange symbols and mathematical equations, while his companion, a short, stocky, bull-necked individual in a black-and-white check suit, stands by nervously and finally speaks. Hey, uh... Let me help you with them, Doc. Your four hands is better than two, huh? Now, Rocky, these claims that Twiddle's radar machine are too valuable to trust your bungling fingers. Almost 24 hours to get them down on paper. Yeah, that's what I don't like. We've, we've been here too long. I'm getting jittery. Yeah, don't worry, Rocky. Don't worry, he says. 
Look, suppose somebody finds out we cut off the... What do you call it, Bean? Radar beam. Yeah, yeah, and left this professor guy cooling his heels up in the sky someplace. What's going to happen to us then? Well, nobody will find out. Says you. Maybe the professor told somebody he was going to take a trip to the moon. So when he don't come back... He didn't tell anyone except Gus, his assistant. You don't have to worry about him. How do you know he didn't tell anyone? Well, use your head. If it was known he was going to try to reach the moon, there would have been a hundred newspaper reporters around this house. Thousands of spectators. You haven't seen anyone, have you? No, just a moment. I want to make sure that drawing is every part of this radar machine. Attention's worth millions, but... Hey, hey, you wouldn't kid me. Reason it out for yourself. Ever since man discovered there were other planets, he dreamed of traveling to them. Professor Twiddle's radar rocket not only makes it a planetary travel possible, it'll revolutionize aviation as we know it. Yeah, but why should any guy want to risk his neck going to another planet when he can stay in Brooklyn or Jersey, huh? And if he's got the dough, he can go down to Miami Beach in the winter. <laughs> and some human beings are more curious than you, Rocky. And more farsighted. Yeah, suckers, I call them. But if they'll pay us millions, like you say, for them drawings you made, it's okay with me. Look, come on now, Doc. You've got all the stuff in your brief you take. Let's blow, huh? Yes, I think I have everything. <laughs> uh, poor Twiddle. Suspended in interplanetary space somewhere, I burned to a crisp by the direct rays of the sun. Well, I warned him he'd be wise to do business with me. Oh, never mind about him. Well, let's get going. Wait, Rocky. Haven't you forgotten something? Let me see. Uh, got my gun in my pocket, my cap on my head. You haven't anything in your head. What about Professor Twiddle's assistant, Gus? Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot all about him. You were going to leave him tied up in the closet, weren't you? How long do you suppose it'd be before he got loose and told the police about us? Well, leave it to me, Doc. I'll fix him so he can't tell the cops nothing. Hey, what's that? Sounded like something landed on the roof. Hey, Doc, look. The room's opening up. Yes, it's rolling back. Rocky, who's that? Where? Why? A man in a blue costume and red cape. Holy. He's, he's going to jump into the room. Quick, Rocky, let him have it. Okay. I'll take that gun. You mean you'll take what's in it? Wasting your bullets on me, chum. Let's have that gun. I, I got him, Rocky. You've got me, eh? Shoot, Rocky, shoot. I did, but the bullets bounced off them. Go crazy, shoot again. Oh, don't want to play, huh? Well, I hate to be rough, but you tried to commit murder, and I'm in a hurry. So I'll just wrap your heads lightly together Rocky, like this. Get him. And again. And again. And again. That should quiet you two for a few minutes. Now to get the chap in the closet untied and find out what this is all about. All right, relax. I'll have this gag out of your mouth in a moment. There. Oh, you got here just in time. They were going to shoot Yes, me. I know. I, I saw them. Okay, now start talking while I get these ropes off your arms and legs. Who are you? My name's Gus. I'm Professor Twiddle's assistant. Oh? Where'd you come from? Never mind me. Who are those two men? And what's Jim Olsen got to do with all this? The one with the red hair is Dr. Marsh. He cut off the radar beam yesterday and radar stopped beam. the rocket. What rocket? Professor Twiddle's radar rocket. The professor's in it and Jim Olsen and Poco. What? They're stuck up in space somewhere. They must be dead by now. I told the professor not to try Wait a minute. But he wouldn't listen to me. I wait, I him... said Wait. Are you trying to tell me that Jim Olsen and Poco are in a rocket? Yes, Professor Twiddle's radar rocket. They were going to the moon. The moon? I kept telling the professor no good would come of it, but he wouldn't listen. 
And now look what happened. Dr. Marsh and that fellow sneaked in here yesterday, right after the professor took off. They held me up and turned off the radar beams. Oh, that's what Jim's note meant. The rocket's suspended in space. It was. Don't waste time talking. I suppose that's the radar machine over there. Yes, Then turn on the beam again. Hurry. Here, I'll help you to your feet. I'll turn it on, but it's no use. How do you know? Hurry. It's no use to tell you. Why? They took off almost 24 hours ago. So? By now, the rocket must have been burned up by the sun. The electron streams from sunspots of the cosmic rays in space itself. Never mind, never mind. Get that radar beam working. That's what I'm doing, but we're too late. Maybe not. There's no maybe about it. Even if the rocket wasn't burned up, they're still done for. They only had oxygen for 24 hours. What time do they leave? Ten minutes after three yesterday afternoon. Five after one now, so they still have two hours to go. Well, how about that radar beam? Is it working? No. Something's wrong with the machine. What? I can't get it working. Oh, if only the professor had listened to me. All right, all right. Never mind that. We've got to get that radar beam working. Let's check the connection. I just did, and they're okay. Something's wrong with the machine itself. Might take hours, even days, to find out what's wrong. Great Scott, then what'll we do? Even I can't search all through space for them. What'll we do? Helplessly, Superman and Gloomy Gus stand before the huge radar machine. And even the Man of Steel can see no way to help his friends. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, here again is your announcer. Most everybody finds it pretty tough sometimes to get up in the morning the first time Mother calls. But I know a young fellow who beats his mother to the kitchen nowadays because he always wants to make sure there's Kellogg's Pep for breakfast and because he wants to be on hand every time Mom opens a new package of Pep to get a new comic button for his collection. Yes, sir, those nifty comic buttons are real eye-openers. Full comic strip colors, bright red and blue and black on a gleaming white enameled background. And the pictures of your favorite funny paper characters are drawn clear and sharp, so they stand out like anything. You'd know them anywhere. Moon Mullins and Winnie Winkle and Superman and all the others. And it'll be a great thrill the day when you have all 18 buttons in this series. You'll be mighty proud. And they're so easy to collect. Sure, you don't send in any money, and you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to keep you supplied with plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. There's an exclusive prize in every package of P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's, the greatest name in cereals. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. On the top floor of Professor Twiddle's house in Metropolis, Superman and Gloomy Gus, the professor's sad-faced assistant, have just discovered that the radar machine is out of order, and they cannot direct a radar beam to their friends in the rocket suspended 10,000 miles from Earth in the great emptiness of space. Now think, think, Gus. You helped Professor Twiddle build this machine. Sure, but it's got over 8,000 parts. Might take days to find out what's wrong. Oh. If only the professor had listened to me. I told him not to go. I told... Wait. What's this? What? This open slot under this big steel arm. There are connections at both ends of the slot. Isn't something supposed to fit into it? Where? Right here. Jerusalem. The rheostat timer's gone. What? The rheostat timer. That's the secret of the whole machine, the most important part of it. No wonder it won't work. What does it look like? It's about three inches long. Just the size of that slot it fits in. Oh. Looks like something like a a radio tube, only it's got a dial and a timing mechanism in it. Oh, where? I see it. You do? Where? Right over here in Dr. Marsh's briefcase. Why, the dirty crook, I'd like... Never mind, never mind. The police will take care of him. 
Here, put this back in the machine where it belongs. It may be broken. All right, try the machine now. Well, is it working? Yes, but I'm sure we're too late. Maybe not. What's this moving indicator on this screen? It's drawing a jagged line. That shows the length of the radar beam. Those little squares it's going through mark every 2,000 miles. Jim's message said they were 10,000 miles up. I don't think they're there anymore. Will you stop being a crepanger? Will this indicator tell us if the rocket's still there? If the beam picks up the rocket, a little bell will ring. That'll be the echo recording. The indicator is almost at 5,000 miles now. The beam travels 5,000 miles a minute. Okay, get ready. We're at 6,000 now. Oh, Jim would get himself in a mess like this. He should have known better. Oh, should the professor. I kept telling him not to try it. I knew it wouldn't work. Well, it might work yet. The indicator shows the beam is 8,000 miles up now. In a moment, if the rocket is still there... It can't be. It must be. There isn't one chance in a hundred. No, sir. Not one chance in a hundred. Tense and anxious... Superman watches the distance indicator as it climbs slowly above the 8,000-mile mark. Will it find the tiny rocket in the vast reaches of limitless, uncharted space? Tomorrow's episode is tense and exciting, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DZ Publications. Want to hear a scoop? A big scoop of Kellogg news? Well, listen to this. Kellogg's Variety is back. Yes, Kellogg's have scooped six of their most famous cereals into this grand variety carton. One carton containing ten separate generous-sized packages. So now, it's easier for Mom. She just gets Kellogg's Variety, and everybody at the breakfast table can eat his favorite cereal fresh from its own box. Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. Ask Mom right away to get Kellogg's Variety. It's swell, no fooling. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.